Hey, this is Caleb Cole, pastor of Project Church in Sacramento. And man, I am so excited for you to hear this word. I believe God is going to encourage you, strengthen you, and challenge you through it. So get ready to receive from God today. Good morning, Project Church. How's everybody doing? Is it still morning? Yeah. For another 11 minutes. I just want to bring up to speed on a couple things. Um, The building. You know we have a building we purchased in February downtown, and the top floor is being built out. Our walkthrough on the top floor is the 21st of this month. That's a week from Friday. It'll be done. So we can start using it for whatever we want to use it for. We actually have a uh, tenant coming in that's going to rent part of the space in the top floor uh, starting August 1st. So that's cool. Um, And it's going to be our children's area. So, you know, uh, we meet here next Sunday. And then the following two Sundays after that, the 23rd and the 30th, we're meeting in the new building. Um, So that means that the kids' area, the upstairs kids' area, will be all done. So the kids will have their new rooms, air conditioning. Uh, Yeah, we'll get to check it out, you know, when we're there on those two uh, Sundays. uh, Get to tour it and such. Now, the downstairs, on the other hand, <laughs> it might be a little warm. We're working on cooler, a cooling system down there because it, we haven't started construction there, but we hope to really soon. Well, this morning, Pastor Caleb and Chrissy are away. Caleb is actually filling in the pulpit of a church in Elk Grove called E2 Church. A friend of his is a pastor, <clears throat> and he got married recently. His friend did, and he asked Caleb to come and fill in while he was on his honeymoon. So that's where Caleb is this morning. Chrissy uh, left this morning to go to Arizona to speak at a camp in, for a, the a church there in Arizona. So, you know, it, it's, of course, I might be a little impartial because Caleb's my son, Chrissy's my daughter-in-law and all that. Uh, I always refer to her as my favorite daughter-in-law. But she's my only daughter-in-law, but she is my favorite, too. Um, That they are in demand like that. That that they're, you know, people want to invite them to come to events and such. Caleb spoke Friday night. He spoke at a graduation, some Bible college graduation. So it's just neat that they get opportunities to do that. So I get to fill in. Um, I've been on staff now here at Project Church since uh, early January. And this is my first time to actually fill the pulpit, so to speak, and and bring the message to you. Now, you need to know that our goal is to complete this service in 55 minutes this morning because there's an event in here right after we're done. So we have to really be quick about tearing down and getting out of here after this service. So here we go. I got like... 23 minutes to deliver this, what's on my heart to you this morning. Uh, We're in the Mark series, uh, Mark by Mark, and today's topic is the Sabbath. So let's read the scripture. It's uh, Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through 28, and it goes like this. One Sabbath he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, look, Why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did 
when he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, this is the cool part. Pay attention. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now, a minute ago, we honored Kat, who's a volunteer in our children's ministry. And in the slide, did you see her shirt? Did you notice what it said? I thought, how appropriate. There it is. Less Monday, more Sunday. I love that. That's perfect. For today, we're talking about the Sabbath. We're talking about the day of worship. I think maybe we need to do a shirt project. You know, we do project apparel. I have my project shirt on this morning. We need a shirt that says, less Monday, more Sabbath. Would you buy that shirt? I'd wear that shirt. What do you think? We'll see. I have some friends. You know, I'm a little older than most people in the room probably. but uh, So I have friends that have been friends for decades, 30, 40 years now. You know, and we've kind of like raised kids together and done life together and such. And I have uh, one friend in particular has four kids. I have four kids, and our kids went to the same schools and such, graduated together and whatnot. But their their youngest child, my friend's youngest child, was always kind of a little different. Not in a bad way. He was just kind of quirky. He was kind of a, a deep thinker. And kind of had this funny, weird, dry wit about him. And so every time I would see this kid, you just never knew what would come out of his mouth. One day I saw him, it was an afternoon, it was a weekday, and I knew his older siblings, he had a couple older brothers, they played baseball and they were like at baseball practice. So I said to this kid, I said, um, Do you play baseball too? And Without hesitation, he looked me right in the eye, and this was his reply. Do I look like a loser to you? I was like, well, not in particular, but, but for some, I don't know what, what goes on in the kid's mind that he say something like that. Obviously, he was correlating. He didn't care for baseball, and he thought losers played baseball, and he had better things to do with his time. So his reply to me was that. Do, do I look like, like a loser to you? This same kid once, around that same time, and he was like an elementary age kid at this point in his life. He's a grown kid now in college, but he, uh, his parents were telling me that one day they were encouraging him to like do his chores and do stuff around the house, and they, he looked at his dad and he said, you're not my Lord. I know, like, this kid. And of course, the dad's reply was, well, you're right. I- I'm, I'm not your Lord, but I am your parent, and you live under my roof, and you will, you will do your chores and do what I tell you to do. But here's my first point. The Sabbath is about the Lord. Look at verse 28. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. That is an important point. 
Because we're not talking this morning about, oh, you got to go to church. You got to be there every Sunday. You can't miss, although that would be good. But the point is this. It's about the Lord. It's His day, and the focus should be on Him. Here's a definition of the Sabbath. It's a day set aside for rest and worship. Who do we worship? We we worship Jesus and God. Preach it. There's a there's a preacher. Who is that? There's a preacher in the house over here. A future preacher. All right. There good job. Right answer. I asked. I got my answer. Where was I? Okay. A day set aside. She just stole my thunder. A day set aside for rest and worship. So when is the Sabbath? You know, the Seventh-day Adventists worship on Saturday. Because, you know, in creation, there were six days, and on the seventh, they rested. So it's considered like the last day of the week. So we can debate all day long. What is the last day of the week? Some people say it's Sunday, and Monday's the first day of the week. Some people say Sunday's the first day of the week doesn't really matter. It's, it's semantics. The point is, do you have a Sabbath? And if you do, what is the focus of your Sabbath? Is the Lord the Lord of your Sabbath? That is the point. That is the key. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is about the Lord. It's not about the lake. Oh, you see what I did there? Now I'm meddling, right? Because, you know, sometimes on the Sabbath we want to just go do stuff, maybe go to the lake, maybe go to the cabin, maybe, you know, whatever you like to do, recreationally and whatnot. Is there anything wrong with doing those things? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Even on the Sabbath, it's okay to do that type of thing. But when does that become a problem? Because the the Sabbath is a day of rest, relaxation, rejuvenation, and recharging. It becomes a problem when that activity, that focus becomes a habit, then it's a problem. There's a book, you've all heard of it, it's a bestseller, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The author is Stephen Covey. Habit number three is this, put first things first. Here's the point, habits can be good and habits can be bad. Often when you hear the term habit, it has a connotation of, well, it's bad. We can all have good habits. We can all have bad habits. We can have seven habits of highly effective people. I would suggest we add an eighth. He should have added an eighth. The habit of observing the Sabbath and making the Lord the Lord of the Sabbath. But one of his is this, that... uh, Put first things first. That's what we're talking about. 
What is your habit? Let me just speak to you. I'm the old guy in the room, all right? I've had this habit in my life pretty much my whole life, as long as I can remember. I grew up in the preacher's home. I mean, we were in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and other times in between. It was a habit, needless to say. So kind of like I've been serving the Lord, living for the Lord most of my life. I had a few seasons in there of a little bit of rebellion and such, but we won't talk about that. But for decades, this has been a habit in my life. But it's been a good habit. It's been a habit that has blessed me. Do I have any regrets because I have this habit in my life? No. Absolutely not. That's, again, right answer. How many people at their end of their life go, man, I wish I hadn't observed the Sabbath so much. Man, what was I thinking? I could have been doing so many other things. You don't hear that, do you? At the end of life, you generally hear people say the opposite. Man, I could have been more plugged in. I could have been more connected. I could have served the Lord in a, in a better way. I could have observed. That, that's a habit that I really didn't develop in my life, and it should have been. That's more often the, the thing you hear at the end of a person's life. Let me tell you, from my experience, okay, Many of you in this room, most of you in this room, are much younger than me. But let me tell you, after decades of experience, you will not regret this habit. It will bless you. It will benefit you in so many ways you can't even imagine. It will be a time for you to grow in your relationship with Jesus. It will be you know what the benefits are of observing the Sabbath? There, there are many. There are physical benefits, the rest aspect. There are emotional benefits, psychological benefits. And most of all, there are spiritual benefits. It can benefit every aspect of your life if you will make it a steady and consistent habit in your life and if you make it about the Lord. Now, again, I'm, in, I'm a little bit partial because, you know, Caleb and Chrissy, they're my kids, right? But I've known them, Caleb, since birth because uh, he's my son. And so I've watched his life. And I've been to Project Church from the beginning off and on. I've only been on staff here the last six months. But I've watched his life, and, and I'm not trying to, you know, brag on him or convince you of anything, but he's had that habit in his life, pretty much all his life. He, again, like I did, I didn't have a choice growing up. He didn't have much of a choice growing up, but now he does. He decided to go in the ministry. I have seen that boy grow. You've seen it too. In the last six years, his preaching is next level. I'm sorry, but it just is. Like, he has, he's gotten better. Of course, you know, some of it's just because of practice. You get better with practice. You do it a lot. You're, hopefully you're getting better. But that's not what it's about, is, is being this great orator. It's about 
knowing Jesus. And it's about being a reflection of him. And it's about having an anointing on what you're saying because you're living it. And it's truth. Look at, you know, the mighty men and women of God. They had the habit of observing that Sabbath and keeping it holy and making the Lord the Lord of the Sabbath. I guarantee you, take it from me, okay? You will never, ever regret it as long as you live. So, the Sabbath is about the Lord. Secondly, the Sabbath is for recharging. You know, we, we often talk about the struggle between the flesh and the spirit. The, trouble, the struggle between good and evil. We all know what it's like. It goes on in our heart. It goes on in our mind. It goes on in our head. The struggle to do what we know we should do. And often, we don't do the things we know we should do. Our flesh gets the better of us. There's an old fable that talks about this. And it illustrates what we're talking about. Someone put it this way. It's like there's a dog on the inside. And there's a white dog and there's a black dog. And one dog is good and one dog is evil. And those dogs are constantly fighting. There's constantly fur flying. There's constantly gnawing, uh, gnashing of teeth and constant nipping and biting. This battle is constant. So the question is, which one wins? You know what the answer is? The one you feed. That's the... Are you feeding the things of the flesh or the things of the spirit? What are you allowing in your eye gate? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Who are you in relationship with? Which one are you feeding, the flesh or the spirit? It's a simple little illustration, but it's so powerful. The Sabbath is about recharging. So how do we recharge the spirit man? 1 John 1, 7 says, but if we walk in the light, As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I had this happen just recently. You know, we've all done it. At the end of the day, your phone, your tablets, whatever, they run down. So, especially the phone, you know, that's the the item you use probably the most daily. At the end of the day, you know, you You get in bed, you plug it in, right? The charger's right there by the bed. I had that experience. My phone was really low. In the morning, I got up, I checked it, and it had like 2%. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what happened? Because I had plugged it in the night before. I thought it was going to charge up. But you know what I discovered as I, I looked into it further? I discovered that I, one connection was not fully plugged in. And so, guess what happened? No charge. That's a powerful concept. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about fully plugging in. Are you fully plugging in? There's so many things for us to take advantage of as followers of Christ. And here at Project Church, things we could plug into. 
Worship, worshiping with other believers every Sunday, being a part of a community group, uh, taking next steps classes. Are you fully plugged in? That's what the Sabbath is about. Plugging in completely and totally, being sold out and making Jesus the Lord of the Sabbath. You know what happens? You feed the spirit man. The spirit man becomes strong in you. And you begin to win battles between the flesh and the spirit. And you begin to grow in your faith. And you begin to have a greater impact in your community, in your workplace, where you go to school, in your family. Because people will begin to see the power of Jesus in you. People will begin to see Jesus in you. His power will begin to flow through you. The Sabbath is for recharging. This world is tough on us, isn't it? I mean, you, you probably people in this room had experiences this week that were difficult, painful experiences. Might have been in a relationship, might have been at work, might be financial. The world throws everything it has at us, and it wants to break us down. What's the cure? What's the remedy? Fully plugging in. Fully plugging in to the power that's available through Jesus, the power that's available of being a part of a community of believers like we have right here at Project Church. Now, this is, sounds like it's maybe a plug for Project Church. It's, it's really not. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, okay? These are concepts. These are principles that work. I've experienced it personally, and I know it to be true. Finally, and you know what it means when a preacher says finally? Absolutely nothing. So, finally, the Sabbath is a pretty big deal. And we got to quickly close this up. Because it's been around since the beginning. Genesis 2-3 says, So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Have you checked out creation lately? So, you know, God went out there and he created the heavens and the earth and the galaxies and the oceans and the mountains and the birds and the fish and the insects and the animals. And then his finale, he created man. I mean, just look at the intricacies of the anatomy, of the human anatomy. It's crazy. What an amazing accomplishment. Did that for six days. And then... He said, it's time to rest. Have you seen the Grand Canyon? Have you seen Niagara Falls? Have you seen Yosemite? Have you seen Lake Tahoe? What incredible creation is out there for our enjoyment? Now, you would have been maybe a little tired and run down too. But, you know, if the creator, creator God, had to rest at some point, how much more do us puny little human beings need that? How much more do we need to take advantage 
of this principle establishing this good habit in our life. It's a pretty big deal, you know. So it, it started at creation. Not only that, you know that it's one of the ten suggestions. I mean, commandments. It's one of the ten commandments. Exodus. Exodus. Thank you for the help. Exodus 28 says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. What, do, what does the term holy mean? Exalted or worthy of complete devotion. Our Jesus is exalted and worthy of our complete devotion, or some people call it worship or worth-ship. So it was, it was established at creation. It's a commandment. I think it's safe to say that it's a pretty big deal. Why do you think it's so strongly encouraged and emphasized in Scripture? Because it's for your benefit. It will bless your life. It will make your life so much better. I was talking to a friend this week who uh, was just recently returned from like a pilgrimage, if you will. He was in the Middle East, in the Holy Land. It was in Israel. And he visited the place. It's, I've had the opportunity to go there th- actually three different times. So you get to visit, it's the land of the Bible, the places you read about in Scripture, the birthplace of Jesus, etc., the place of the crucifixion, um, the empty tomb. You can, you can visit these places. And he said that he went to Bethlehem. And now this is the, where the, the birthplace of Jesus is believed to be. There's a synagogue now built, and there's priests that, that take you in to, to tour the place where Jesus was born. And they told him this. They said that um, in, in the scripture, in the account of, God, of Jesus' birth, of course, they tell about how he, he was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. And the significance of that, significance of that. In the Old Testament, we know that the only remission of sin was the shedding of blood. So before Christ came to die for us, in the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice animals. But they couldn't sacrifice animals that were sickly, injured, blemished. They had to sacrifice the best, the purest, the cleanest. So what they would do when a lamb was born, they would find the lamb that was like the pick of the lit- or lamb's litters. I don't know. Flock. <laughs> Lambsums. I don't know. Herd. Herd of, herd of flock. A herd of lambs. Well, we'll go with herd. Okay, when they're born, they pick the, the best, the most healthiest. And you know what they do with that lamb, lamb? They wrap it in swaddling clothes. So going clear back to the Old Testament, the significance of that was this was the pure, the perfect sacrifice for sin. Jesus became the sacrificial lamb. First John 1.29 says, The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I just want to ask you one question today on this day we observe as the Sabbath. Do you see him coming toward you today? The Sabbath was made 
for man. So when you come here every Sunday, you know, things are going to happen. So you might walk in and someone might not say hi to you. You may not like the message. You may not like the worship. Maybe the band messes up. Maybe I mess up. Maybe Caleb messes up. Doesn't matter. That's not what's important. What's important is when you come, is Jesus being exalted? That's all that matters. Do you see him coming toward you today? That's all that matters. Now I am going to close. The Sabbath was made for us to observe, to bless us, and change us, and make us into the followers of Christ that he wants us to be. Our time is up. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to recommit to establishing that habit of worship to you. We acknowledge that you are the Lord of the Sabbath, and we see you coming toward us today. May we come every week with that expectancy to see you coming toward us as we are coming toward you. We ask to be glorified. We believe the, the future for Project Church is incredible. We know you're moving in our midst, and we want to be a part. So help us to fully plug in to what you're doing and what you're saying to your church. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's stand together. If you haven't heard, we recently purchased a building in Old Sacramento. This is going to be the permanent home of Project Church. We are here to stay in Sacramento. But I wanted to ask you if you would consider giving, uh, donating to help make this vision come to fruition. You can go to www.projectchurch.com backslash believe to see more about the building and to donate. God bless you and let's see what God can do through us.